Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to this week's episode of Ladies Who Launch. And um, we have a great guest coming up today. Um, one of the coolest people, I would say. I mean, she even looks cool sitting here on a Friday morning. Glad to have Dakota back. No, we, we recorded last week. So what am I talking about? I still, I'm still feeling like I was recording by myself with uh, Bridget. But no, we were back last week. So how's it going, Dakota? It's going really well, Alyssa. Um I'm uh, heading off on an actual, like actual real vacation in about four weeks. Um, So I'm really jacked about that and really keeping up with my adulting these days, um, kicking ass with work and just having a good time. I'm actually doing really well. How are you? Yeah. Well, I can't say that I'm getting to go on a holiday in four weeks, which I mean, whatever, but (laughs) In sort of holiday mode, I was on a I was on a Zoom call yesterday, and I was like pretending to be paying attention, you know, those days. But um, while I was on the Zoom call, I was looking at dresses for my best friend's wedding. I I don't know why it's so hard to find navy dresses, but she's getting married in February, so that's sort of my vacation mode thinking was looking at um, at what I'm going to wear for her at her wedding. I finally got to see her dress. She came over, and we finally she finally chose the one she wanted. So I saw that. So that helps me a little bit because when I think when you're searching for the dress for her dress, it's hard for me to sort of visualize what I would wear. So now that her dress is done, I can sort of better compliment, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's where I am is in like wedding mode, just well, yeah. Christmas is coming, Alyssa. So that is something I know that we are all looking forward to. Yeah. And yeah, we can, I think we should do a whole episode on Christmas and everybody's like hoping that their gifts aren't sitting in the middle of the uh, Pacific ocean. Oh my God. Can I actually just round about something for two seconds? (laughs) But before I do, I'm going to introduce our amazing guest for today. She's literally one of my favorite people in the entire world and has been a client and friend of mine since I opened social centric. I have to say as well, like love to all my clients but Janelle is like my social centric slash life spirit animal and just supports me in every way possible. Like no expectations, loves me no matter what. She is truly an angel. We are so excited to have Janelle Bentz on our podcast this morning. She is the owner of Dominion Lending Center's Calgary, which is a very successful mortgage brokerage in Calgary here. Um, welcome Janelle. We're so excited to have you on. I know I've been wanting to have you on for a really long time. Yay. Thank you, girls. I'm really girls. Thank you. Oh, girls. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're old friends. Once we've had champagne in the back of a limo together, we're all like, and we and, have Alyssa and we have, and we have indeed. Alyssa and Janelle go back as well. Um, Funny story really quickly. And then maybe I'll just actually, no, I'll quickly wrap first. So speaking of things being delayed, I ordered a table from Structube like three months ago and they warned me. They're like, our system's a bit crazy. Like you got to be patient, but they're like, but we're pretty sure 
everything will be here in November because I really wanted this table for Christmas dinner. And so I ordered a table, chairs, and an accent chair for my office. And until everything arrives, it can't be shipped to my house. So like it all has to arrive. So two pieces have arrived, but the chairs are late. And now they've been delayed to February like 15th. I know. <laughs> so brutal. But shout out to StarTube because I was like, can you just send me the table and the chair? And then I'll just get my parents to bring card chairs over, <laughs> like card table chairs over. And they were like, yeah, we'll do that for you. We'll split the shipment. I was like, okay. So I think it's going to, Christmas will be saved. It'll be okay. First world problems. Thanks you for saving Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa, I was listening to your, uh, what you were doing and I was like, I've always thought about if I didn't do this, like this is my retirement plan. So I adore shopping. Like that is my cathartic. I can, ch- and I love to deal shop. Like it's also oh. my very favorite thing. Like if I can get something fabulous on sale, win, 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 win. So man, I would shop for that dress for you. Oh, well, please do like any, <laughs> any help at this point, because like Navy dress, why is this hard? And that's the other, I mean, speaking of supply chain issues, like I had picked out two dresses that I liked and was going to go and went back on this week. So it was like last week that I same retailer and went back this week and they're both out of stock now. And they were only like, they, even when I'd seen them, it said that like delivery would be like December sometime. And now I'm like, well, now I can't wait even if they did come in back, back in stock, now it's too late. So now I've had to start the whole process again in order to find, um, and because it's in February in Quebec, like I'm not, it has to be warm. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going for warmth and comfort. Yeah. A dress that feels like pajamas. Like, can we do that? Like, I want that. You should. Because or get like a really cute, like furry kind of like thing to go over top of your throw. A throw. Yeah. Or a, Anyway, that's, yeah, we're all in supply chain, <laughs> supply chain hell right now. Everybody in the world is. So here we are. But anyway, uh, um, yeah, we did introduce Janelle, but like we sort of let you sit here, but like Janelle is awesome. Like everything Dakota says about her is amazing. I've only had the experience of spending one evening with Janelle at, like, as I said, in the back of the limo. and her husband who's also amazing. Woo! Oh, it was so much fun, but yeah. Being a mortgage broker, I mean, that's so interesting to me because I mean, I used a broker on my, this, did I use a broker on this house or my last house? I can't remember, but, um, such a different process than the bank. And I can rant about that for a year, but tell us a little bit about like DLC and what, how did you become a mortgage broker? Yeah, I know. So like, here I am all these years later brokering. Um, That was not obviously our game plan. And I don't think our game plan is ever what we set out to be um, initially. But I, so my degree, my university degree is public administration. So what that is, is half poli-sci and half um, commerce. So that was what I did. So when I finished university, um, I always laugh at this because I think this is this true oxymoron. So I worked as go- like as part of government think tank. <laughs> think tanks for government. Anyways, and we were doing public policy analysis. And I like I'm one of the five percent of Canadians who love politics. I love the workings of it. I love that people have different ideals. Um, I don't want everyone to think the same way. I, I truly like embody that part of it. I like it. 
And um, so we were working on these on these policy analysis, on these on these um, programs, and on these things that needed to be done. And we'd work for like nine months, and we'd present them to our minister, like really solving some different problems, some difficulties, and they take them back and they'd say, oh, thank you so much for um, doing all that work. We really appreciate it. We're going to stick with status quo. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That is so government right there. Oh, like, and here I am, you know, the 21 year old, like just like eyes wide open, just here to save the world and being like, I can't do this for 25 years. Like this is insanity. So uh, a girlfriend of mine that I've had for a zillion years, we've known each other since we were four, and a couple of my friends that we were at university with, um, we all got together one night and we're like, let's go to Southeast Asia. And we're like, yes. So we um, booked some tickets and we all jumped on a plane and uh, we traveled to Southeast Asia. Actually, we traveled to Australia, but we stopped off in Southeast Asia and just didn't get back on the plane for uh, you know <laughs> nine months or so. Um, so it was, that was really fun. And it was like really good to like, I love traveling and meeting new people and seeing those things. So that was awesome. And then, um, oh, I ran out of money. Like that's, oh. that's when we I traveled. Like, I was like, oh, so then I had to come home because I had no more money. And, uh, so my plan was just to make some more money and go back. Like I loved it. It was awesome. And my girlfriend was working at RBC downtown Calgary. And I was like, I'm from Saskatchewan originally. And I had zero desire to move to Calgary. Like none. Uh, that's not my jam. I want to maybe be in Vancouver or like, it just wasn't, I don't know. So she's like, no, come like, you'll be awesome. Like, it'll be great. And I was like, I don't want to move to Vancouver or to Calgary, but I moved to Calgary <laughs> and I worked <laughs> for her at RBC. And then I was laughed because I'm like, now I still in Calgary with three kids and married. So, um, but it was great. Like I have, we had the best time at RBC. RBC was a really, really amazing um, jumping point for me. I made some amazing connections and I grew through that um, process. I also knew what it was like to work in a branch, one financial institution. And then um, mortgage brokering was becoming a little bit more known, I guess. And uh, I was interested in it. And one of the ladies who had been a mortgage roadie, we call them with the banks when they only work for the one financial institution, said to me, girl, if you're going to build a business, don't build it in the branch. They said, go outside. Like it's way harder to leave once you're already established in here. So, so build it outside. And so that's what I did. So I took my mortgage broker's license, took out a $15,000 line of credit, and thought I'm going to sink or swim because there's no guarantee in making money. And uh, here I am, like, I guess it was 2004 when I did that. And come on, Janelle, let's, let's toot your horn a little bit here. Like, let's talk a little bit about the achievements and successes that you've seen over the last while with DLC Calgary. Yeah, it's been so great. So um, I had the opportunity to... So we are the very first Dominion Lending Centers in Alberta. Um, I took that leap of faith as well. I thought, what the heck did I just do? But I had the opportunity to be in-house at a REMAX office, which I still am. Um, we've built an incredible um, team of people and brokers. And um, you know, we've been really successful with our 
clients and hitting targets. And it's, uh, it's been, it's been really great. I think the one thing I love so much about Janelle and her team is they're so connected with the community and just like always pumping the community and other business owners. And like, I swear Janelle and I cannot go anywhere without someone being like, Oh, Hey Janelle, what's going on? Like literally it never happens. (laughs) So I think partly that that's part, part of probably why you've been so successful in your career is you're a connector. And I think that's what you and I have in common is we're both connectors. We both genuinely love helping other people. We love getting other people to where they need to be. And so kind of perfect. Yeah, I do love it. I think, um, like, I think that was my most frustration, like just being in this industry, like being a, a female in this industry was like, it's an old boys club. So there's lots of us now, you know, but it, it still had the mentality of an old boys club. So you um, going through those dynamics is a little bit, it's a little bit challenging, but you know, we, we persevered and, and that mentality is to hold your cards to your chest, right? Like I'm going to not share with you what's working for me. And that is the total opposite ideology I have. Like I want to share with other brokers what I find works and if they can find success in this, like there is a lot of business out there. Like we, I want everyone to be successful, right? Like if you put the work into it, like these are things that I, I found that um, works. And in fact, actually, so this is so crazy and not something I was even thinking about today, but just on that total chain. So there is a total like flat out rock star broker from Vancouver. She's with BLC as well. Her name's Angela Kala. Like, I just, I love that girl. We've been with BLC for a long, long time, uh, both of us together. And I was working last night and um, my phone was sitting beside me and an uh, Instagram pop-up came up or whatever. And she had a picture of everyone else's pumpkins, you know, and they're all carved really, really, really nicely. And she's like, and here's my pumpkin. And it's just the pumpkin filled with ice with a bottle of wine in it. And I was like, I was like, oh, I love your pumpkin. Like that is yeah. like super regular. Yeah. So I just messaged her. I'm like, best pumpkin ever. Love it. And she messaged me back and she's like, I know, right? And then she was like, how are you doing? And I mean, like this girl is like rock star, like amazing, like crazy numbers. Amazing. How are you doing? Like, how are things out there? And I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's good. And then my assistant's been on holidays for a while. So, I, you know, I was telling her, I'm like, I'm actually really behind and like really trying to catch up on things. And um, I said, I'm just so, you know, like, I'm so happy for you that you're still like, just like on top, like you're just, your business is amazing. And then she was like, you know, it's a, it's a struggle. Like I have to do things differently all the time. I've started doing financial planning now for clients too. And she's like, and she was telling me all the things she was doing. And then she's like, I think you should do that in your business too. And let's set up a zoom call next week. And I'll, I'll teach you how to build this into your business too. And I'm like, ah, like, I love you. Like, Thank you. Like, that's yeah. awesome, right? Like just sharing and yeah. And she doesn't have a minute to spare, right? But she was totally willing to do that. That's the kind of people you need in your corner for sure. Yeah. Um, before we kind of dive into a little bit more about like why DLC Calgary is such a kick-ass place to go. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the difference between working with a broker versus the bank and why it might be like, potentially slightly better person. 
Yeah. <laughs> so the, I'm just going to say it is a better process. Someone who's worked <laughs> with a broker. I'm not even going to preface that. Like if you can't, if you, yeah. If you have any inkling, don't go to a bank, go to a broker. I'm just going to put that out there. Go to Janelle. Cause really. That's right. That's yeah. right. We'll link to all the Janelle stuff. In our <laughs> yeah. Well, we're in the show. Sorry. <laughs> So the bank is like, it's just one financial institution. So when you're going to either the branch, it is actually one of the reasons I left the branch is because when people come into the bank, they're, they're thinking they're just going to sit down with somebody and they're going to do their mortgage. Well, that person also does like loans and investments and like all these things. So they're a little bit of a jack of all trades. And sometimes you'll get referred to a mortgage specialist who only deals with mortgages on that, in that particular brand. But that's the only option. And I absolutely love um, the idea of... So as a broker, we have like 40 different lenders. And like we also deal with the banks. So we deal with the chartered banks as well. Um, but also credit unions and trust companies and maybe some like slightly alternative lenders and actually like private lenders altogether. So if you're not fitting... like you, We can have everyone who is like that perfect, perfect box to someone who doesn't fit in that box at all. And we can like meld and find a way that works for them the best, which I think is awesome. The other thing that used to drive me crazy in the branch is that we would set something up for, you know, a client and then they would shop because it's their right as a consumer to shop. And then they would come back and they'd be like, well, this bank across the street is offering me this rate. And then we'd be like, oh yeah, ha, ha, ha. we can offer you that rate too. I'd be like, that's garbage. Like, why wouldn't we come be coming out with our best foot forward right off the bat? Like that's um, so for me, that's really great. My number one asked question is how do we get paid? Cause people always think we charge a fee and 99.9% of the time we won't. So the banks, because we're no overhead to the banks, we're not an employee. They're not paying us a salary or benefits or an office space. Um, they're paying us a finder's fee commissions when we place a mortgage there. And also because there is, you know, a ton of them in that same space, it's extremely competitive. So there's no one that's going to be way out of the market with pricing. Like if somebody's dropping their price, like usually everyone is following, right? Because they want us to place it there. And then also like um, different lenders will underwrite, meaning like how they approve mortgage loans a little bit differently. So how they maybe take, for example, your business for self-income, like how they calculate it will be just slightly different than how somebody else calculates it. So we can get approved at under A, but under B. So I, I just love that option. And I think everyone needs to have that knowledge of knowing what your options are, you know, before they're making a decision. And I, I do think it's an important point to, to reiterate as well that the customer doesn't pay you. So there is no fee, there is no outward money transaction to, to you as Janelle or DLC Calgary if you are paid by the institution. So people like, so there's, it's beneficial to the consumer to have you doing all the work on their behalf and finding them the best rate, finding them the best um um, entity that works with their income, with their situation. And you're just their, basically their business friend because there's no outward um, cost transaction to them. So I think that's really important to note because I think people do think that that they have to pay you for this service, which they don't. That's right. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, let, let the let, let the financial institutions pay. Yeah. <laughs> really? Like yeah, yeah. totally. So um I would argue that a lot of our listen, listeners are small business owners and self-employed. So can uh, one of the things that I've always found so interesting about buying a house, um, and in particular, you know, I think I would prefer to work with a broker over the bank just because I am self-employed and I, I know that there's some hoop jumping. Can you enlighten us on like what that hoop jumping is? Like what's different between somebody who's employed by someone else versus someone who's self-employed and how like the things that I need to consider as a um, entrepreneur in terms of like saving for my mortgage and then do I pull it out of my corporation or do I, or like if I'm a sole proprietor, like how does that work? Sure. Absolutely. So I, um, so Alberta, for instance, like almost 30% of Albertans are, have some business for self income, which is crazy. Like that's the highest kind of across Canada. Like we are entrepreneurs in Alberta. So um, knowing how to read business financials, talk to clients about business financials is super important as brokers in Alberta. Um, and there is lots of options. And I think that is something that um, should be happening with your client and maybe not exactly at the purchase time, but maybe, you know, a year before or six months before. So they have some time to plan. Um, and if not, that's fine too. We can figure it out. But I always think like, because you have a great accountant shouldn't mean that you don't get a mortgage, <laughs> right? Like, because lots of times we're keeping money in our companies as opposed to pulling it out um, personally and paying uh, personal tax rates on it as opposed to corporate tax rates. So there's different dynamics there for sure. Um, there's also things that people can wrap their heads around. Like we think, um, you know, a businesses. So like, like, chartered banks or, or, you know, 2% interest rates, those kinds of things. But there is a way to look at it. Like, let's say your company makes $300,000 a year and you're only pulling out $40,000 a year personally, right? And it, so it doesn't quite fit in that traditional box. Well, maybe we're going to look at a lender who charges 3% interest so you're paying 1% more interest maybe on some lending, but you're not paying 50% of your income to taxes. So like you have to work out those numbers too. Like, and so we can't get so focused in on specific rates um, because maybe that's a great option for you. And maybe that's not the option. Maybe the option is we can look at ad backs from your company, you know, capital cost allowances that are, you know, we're writing off our, our house which is really not real money in in, um, in the mortgage world or not in the financing world, you know, like it's just actual extra benefits you can have as, as write-offs as business owners. So having somebody just like sit down with you and having all the paperwork, that's key. So having all the paperwork, don't be shy. I know how like vulnerable people feel when we present our financials. Like it's tough. Like you're being judged, right? And we're like, ah, like what's going on so I actually feel that way I think when you're trying yeah. to buy a home yeah like it's it's crazy but I always feel like the more we know up front as brokers the more we can guide and educate and present because our job is to sell this deal to the lender like our job is to be like if I had five hundred thousand dollars I would give this person five hundred thousand dollars because they're a good risk and this is why you know, like these are the reasons why. So if we have it all in front of us, we can um, go through it and 
like itemize things and 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 know why things work and why things don't. And yeah, so there are a million different ways to look at sole proprietors, incorporations, partnerships, all of those things. But definitely um, speak to your broker and like get all your T1 generals and your T2s and maybe you're a new business. So maybe you got to figure these things out. So maybe having that conversation with people before is great for you too. So it's a little bit of business planning. Yeah, I think where I get a little lost is, so my kind of financial plan has always been, I save in both areas, but I have been told by my accountant to keep the bulk of my money, uh, like my revenue that I make in, in my company, uh, both for retirement and other things. So kind of the way that my accountant has explained it to me is you can pull out that money and invest it personally if you want to, but you're going to get taxed twice. Cause let's say I put my, my, let's say I start a bunch of, um, RSPs for retirement. I'm taking it out once and then I'm taking it out again. So I'm getting taxed twice. So the way it was explained to me was it's almost better if, cause I have a corporation, Alyssa and I are a little bit different, but I have a corporation cause I started my business with a partner. So I had to have a corporation. I was also married to a lawyer and he was like, do this because it's in my opinion, safer. It's a little more expensive, but whatever. Anyways, long story short, I've been told to save as much in my company as I can. And then that's kind of how I would retire in the sense that I would either move it over to a separate entity to protect myself, or I would keep it in the company and then continuously pay myself a dividend. And that's how I would do retirement if I ever choose to retire. But if I have, let's say $80,000 sitting in my company and I want to take it out for a down payment, what's the best way to do that? Because obviously you don't want to take that out all at once. You'd want to kind of take, you'd kind of almost want to raise your dividend every month, right? And then like put it somewhere else. Is that right? Or how how does that work? Well, I mean, your dividend monthly is at the end of the day, it's going to be your annual dividend amount that you're taking out that's going to really affect it, right? So that's, okay, fair enough. that's, the, that's where that lies. Um, you can take things out like a shareholder loans, right? So having those conversations with your, right? With your, with your accountant about those things. So, um, yeah. And then there are some lenders who absolutely will let you take money out of your company because you're allowed to, but we need a letter from your accountant saying that you're unallowed to have that money and, um, do how you're going to be taking that out. So are you taking it out as a T4? Are you taking it out as dividends? Are we, you know, so there are some things that, and it's usually like a one line thing, but there mm-hmm. are some lenders who look at that too. You need a letter from your accountant. Yeah, I know. There's like one major financial institution who always asks for that. Like and people ask that question all the time. They're like, why? And then even the accountants are like, why? Like, well, they want to make sure that you have, like you have the ability to have access to those funds. So could your, I mean, we're getting off on engine here, but like, could your company, like your incorpor- could your incorporated company buy your house mm-hmm. as opposed yep. to you personally? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then yep. do you have to put that property in like a hold co? Yep. Okay. Interesting. Yep. And then you're paying more taxes on your hold co. Right. You can do it as a hold co. There's a this is a whole other yeah. <laughs> gamut, but I'm uh so I really, really love um bear trusts as well. Like I'm a big fan of bear trusts and like so putting properties, even if you're holding them personally, um having a bear trust set up so that all of the um 
assets and expenses are going towards that your company, right? So you're putting it up as your Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's actually an interesting argument as well. And yeah, I know we're getting all tangential here, but I think this is really interesting for our listeners. Um, because the next home I want to purchase, I think I'm going to legitimately build out an office mm-hmm. in like a walkout or something. I'm going to have like the a garage. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to have my office as a part of my house because I've decided I don't care to have a remote office. Yeah. And in my rental now, I have like a loft that I have an office in. So I know this brilliant designer in Marta Loop. She has her, she built a house that way. So actually from a, like, from that standpoint, that would actually make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. And that's kind of the way the world is going because everybody <laughs> has quit their jobs. Job. I know, the great resignation. Right? Great resignation. I actually thought, I thought somebody was joking about that. I think, I mean... Speaking of the great resignation, though, what I have found interesting through COVID and what a lot of these people undertaking the great resignation, which I am all for, like, kudos to all these people that are like, screw this shit. I'm going to go make it on my own. Like, this is crap. My company, like, my corporation's crap, all my whatever, is that when you make that move, because this is what I found. So this is the house I'm in now is my third house. So, like, I'm not a newbie at this situation. But when I purchased this house, even though... My second, it was my third house. I was employed full time, so I was working at a, at a post secondary institution. So I purchased this house in August of that year, and by February of the next year, I had gone out on my own. And this house had major, major issues, and I won't get into it. I think I've ranted about it on this podcast many times, but. So I needed a line of credit to do renos like that. I didn't anticipate like, I mean, it was full of mold. I won't get into it, but, and when I went to the bank, my bank that held, so I had, so yes, I went through a broker. So my mortgage was not with a traditional bank, but when I went to the bank that I bank with, and I think I told, I think I told Janelle this whole story in my drunken rant that night we were out, but I realized very quickly that you were persona non grata at the bank when you were self-employed. And that was a big eye-opener for me because I had been full-time employed like through my previous two homes. So I was like, wait a minute, this is my third house. And they're like, no. And so I, it was a whole rigmarole. I had to get my dad to co-sign on a line of credit. And then the bank lady's like, oh, do you want the um, the statements? And he's like, no, I want nothing to do with this. I'm only here because it's your stupid rule. Like I don't. And so to all of those who are doing the great resignation right now, and you are either in a home and you're going to need, and you need, even if you need money and you want to get a line of credit to help float yourself or to start your business or whatever, you will quickly find out that the banks don't give a crap about you. But if you went to get a job at McDonald's making minimum wage, suddenly you're like, oh, they'd be throwing money at you, even though you're making like 15 bucks an hour. It is, it was a huge eye-opener for me. And I will say through COVID, it's also been a massive, massive eye-opener that the the um the box that financial institutions live in are not set up for any sort of pandemic or any sort of situation where people require outside the box thinking in terms of lending or in terms of support like it's just people just be aware that it's awesome that you're going to start your own business and that you've left your crappy job but just be aware that 
if the bank was like throwing money at you six months ago, they will have want nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah, being prepared, that's important. Being yeah. prepared, get yourself set up first, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's why I talk about my $15,000 credit line when I first became a mortgage broker, sink or swim, right? Like, yeah. it was. And do that before you leave your job, get whatever money you need, go to the bank, get like with your, with your salary, what you have, get all that before you walk away, because then they don't want to hear from you. So many other costs we've talked about, like we won't go into it right now, but like, consider the fact that if you're going to become, if you're going to incorporate yourself, that's 500 bucks right there. And I remember being like, Oh my God, this is so expensive. And then now the taxes every year are more expensive. Shareholder books and your, um, like all of those things come into play. So like, if you do want to just go and start as a little proprietor, that's awesome. But yeah, it's all the financial implications of when you first leave your job, because I mean, even when I first went on my own, I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. I just can't go to the dentist. Like, where does that come from? Oh, I used to just be able to go get prescriptions and now they're a hundred bucks I pay everything out of pocket and then I submit it to health spending, but I pay for that health spending. Mm-hmm. Totally. So money in. I get a tax deduction. But that's the other thing that people who are going into business don't always think about. Mm-hmm. Right. No. There's just a deduction. You just, it goes, it's, it goes up against your, your revenue, your uh, gross revenue as an expense. And then your taxes lower slightly but you still have to pay taxes Mm -hmm. and the better you do, the more you pay in every way. Well, I was thinking too, when you said like you got your mortgage in August and then February needs to do this. Like I was just on um, a webinar a a while ago, maybe last week or something. And we were talking about um, like how many changes in, in mortgage rules there's been like, and you know, we always get those clients or those people who are like, Oh, I got, I have a mortgage. So there's no problem giving me getting another mortgage. Like I, I went through this five years ago. I went through this and they had said like since 2008, like that was the big kind of change things that were happening, right. With the world and in finances. But since 2008, there has been, I think it was like 168 or 216 material changes in mortgage rules. Like what? That is insane. Like that is huge. Stress tests and, yeah. uh, you know, like all of these things where, you know, months ago, last year, no problem. We could totally get that done. Not done now. So like making sure you're having those conversations up front is so, so, so critical. Well, and I think that's why it's important to have like a partner, like a Janelle, yeah. um, because the the bank or the, the 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 lender that you're going to the branch that like, just knows you by your account number and just looks up and is like, oh, you have too much debt or you have the, they don't think, whereas if you have someone advocating for you and you have someone looking at things, because that's my biggest thing. Like, so my, my mortgage renewals in, I think, January of 2023. And I'm like, well, good luck. <laughs> I will just have to accept whatever. Cause like those days, like, cause now everyone has to have a stress test, no matter, like it used to be just new buyers. Now everyone does. And it's like, how are they going to stress test any of this after COVID? Because everyone is just a complete cluster. Like people have had to defer mortgages, people like, and, and like, no, we're not talking about like, destitute. we're just talking about regular people who had situations. And it's like, how, so when everybody's mortgages flip over, like, and they're renewed and people are used to just being able to go in and like, they're their bro or their lender is just like, yeah, greatest rate when that's all gone. And I think people are really in for 
a surprise because like I'm already stressing about having to renew my mortgage in 2023 because I'm like suddenly I'm a huge liability. It it is a it is stressful. And I think like sticking with your same lender is will be easier, no question. But so we're coming up to this time where it was grandfathered. So the end of November 2021 is when so I should start that again. So November 2016, if you got your mortgage by November 2016, if you go to switch, uh, renew with another lender, you could still qualify at old rules. It was grandfathered at old rules. You didn't have to use the stress test. So that was awesome. But that's ending in November. So anything forward. So that's definitely something we're advocating. I'm part of Alberta Mortgage Brokers Association as well and Mortgage Professionals Canada. So MPC, like definitely advocating the government um, to like, look at this. We need to put people in better financial and give them choice. They should not be stuck um, because that, that will happen. Lenders will be like, you have nowhere to go. So here's your renewal rate. Uh-huh. And we're going to sign it, right? Because we don't have choices and we need to have choices as consumers. Like you should not be stuck. Um, I'm just going to really quickly, as uh, I could talk about this all day with you, lady, I I love this. This is, this is so informative. Um, but as we kind of come, come to a close here, I just want to pump DLC Calgary a little bit in terms of what sets Janelle apart. And then I'll let her add just cause I'm a, I'm a big fan girl. Um, but I would say like the top three things that I think sets Janelle and her team apart is they always think outside the box and they can legitimately help with most situations. So if you find you are being turned away at the bank and you have a sour taste in your mouth, a, a team like Janelle is going to root for the, the underdogs quote that the bank has deemed an underdog. Um, the other thing that they have really cool capabilities that I would say banks probably they do, but they probably don't use them is they're super efficient in how they ask you for your materials. They've got systems and uh, processes set up that make it really easy for you to gather all of your paperwork and everything. And then the other thing I would say is again, you know, Janelle is a natural born connector. So if something doesn't work with her team, she's going to connect you with somebody that will be able to help you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Love it. Thank you, Dakota. Yeah. I, uh, it, it, my very favorite thing is to make a deal work. And, it, and especially it's, it's a little bit of like, you know, grit when somebody else has said no to them and then you can get that deal approved. Like, well, like I love that so much. And it is, it's, it's just looking at a deal just slightly differently. Um, it's my, it's my very favorite thing. I, I thrive on that. Janelle like, makes me kind of want to, take up a second side hustle. <laughs> I know. I have a few people. My, my old hairdresser in Okotip, she, she was a broker like as a side hustle too. And she'd only do a few deals a year, like when she, but she just got used, used to get so excited. I remember one time I was out there and she was working on this, this situation with these like people that were a little difficult, like more difficult because they were new buyers and they just, you know, how new buyers over, 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 like think they can afford a $500,000 house and they they can't. Um, but she'd taken the phone call and she went out into the garage and I could hear her like just like yipping because somebody like she had gotten a lender to accept them. And it was like this cool thing because I was like, I mean, first of all, she's a hairstylist and I mean this isn't her regular, but even at that, like somebody who's just doing it like a few deals a year, I was like, that's actually pretty cool because you've you feel like you've like 
done like done a great thing for people. Yes, it's it's happy, right? Getting somebody into a new home that is happy. And I agree, Dakota. Like I think uh, Dominion Lending Centers has done such an incredible job at like being at the top of their game, like keeping up with technology, like giving us as brokers just options. You know, our our app is incredible, and um, and yes, how we collect documents. We just want to make it the most easy for clients, like and less stress is is the best, right? So like they've given us so many opportunities to incorporate yeah, these things. It's awesome. Janelle and I love our overarching marketing gal. Um, oh. Yeah. Shout out to Kate. Kate Brady, big hearts. Kate, Kate, Kate and your team. Oh. <laughs> love you, girl. Love you. Anyway, Janelle, thank you for joining us today. Um, we're going to leave you with two quick questions. What are you reading right now? So I'm always reading. <laughs> um, and I'm so I've got a few different books on the on the go. Um, I like to read something that is um, business focused usually. So currently right now I'm reading um, Every Conversation Counts. So I think, uh, so that's a pretty cool book actually. Um, I also love to read something um, light. So usually, well, um, right now it's Mindy Kaling's book. Um, what is it? I can't even, oh, Why Not Me? Like it's oh. hilarious, right? Like, <laughs> Just something, just something super hilarious. And and I'm a big Audible fan. Like, so because I'm in the car driving, I have three kids who are gone in separate directions all the freaking time. So um, they are, uh, so Audible is a big one for me. So I, I know this sounds just absolutely crazy, but about five years ago, one of my really good friends introduced me to Louise Hayes and You Can Heal Your Life. And I probably listened to that book once every three months. What's it called? Sorry, one more time. You can heal your life. You can heal your life. It was it was like written in like the 80s, but it truly like it was like an aha book for me. Like, oh, uh, like, like it just, I don't know. It it really, really changed kind of thing how I thought about things, how I feel about people. It was cool. It, I, I do really love that book. I like that. And who's inspiring you right now? Oh my God, I guess that also changes all the time too, isn't it? Like people we look up to and mentor and um, I love our business, but I I have to say currently, um, I have a 16 year old who is pretty amazing. And, And it's been so neat to watch her. So she just turned 16 and uh, she is the incarnate of Gloria Steinem, even though Gloria Steinem is not gone but she is like the living breathing so I just am so thrilled with watching her um you know she has no problem sharing with anyone like her ideals like she just wants to support everyone make make this world a little bit better right and she just she can see the need and the what the missing piece is and she really like she she's a go-getter like um and it wasn't always like that like she changed high schools last year and had a really tough first semester and so watched her go through that and then to this year where she's like you know out of the blue she applied to go to um, the Canadian college in Italy for a summer program and she got in and I was like wicked like like, all those things you know she's um 
she hates the idea that the word feminist is has such a negative connotation. She's yeah. like, we oh, I love her. Oh, like she is like, you know, like she's just she's like, this is crazy, you know. And and we've had conversations with people who are like, I'm not a feminist. And she's like, it's not a bad word. Like, do you want your daughters to be able to choose yeah. to go to school? Do you want like humans to make the same things? Like it's so, it's so cool. And I think as we get older, we often like hold back our thoughts because we don't want to ruffle feathers. You know, we're in the conversation. So we're just like, we just nod, even though people are saying things that we totally don't agree with. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, okay. And I she just does not like that. Right. She's just like, no, like I think this, and these are why I think this. Right. And I was like, that's too, that's totally weird. So my daughter, Karen is currently my, uh, my big guy. Mine now too. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. I go Karen. Like that's yeah. so go Karen. I have to say like this gen, these gen Z kids, are dialed in. Like, I will say that like, we didn't do our job as Gen Xers or millennials, but like in terms of like pushing things forward, I think we settled for the status quo too much, but these Gen Z kids have no time. They have no time for inequality. They have no time for, for BS. They are, they will call it out and I am all for it. And I will do whatever I have to do to help this, this generation of kids, man, because they, they are going to own this. Yeah, I love it. And they put yeah. the work in, right? Yeah. Like it's wicked. So yeah, awesome. That's well, fun. ladies, um, again, such a great conversation. And it's Friday. It, I, I wish we could just like crack a bottle <laughs> and keep I going. I mean, it's 10 yeah. in the morning, but anyways, um, thank you, Janelle, so much for coming on. And we love you. And we hope that everyone has a wonderful rest of their weekend. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. I love chatting with you. All of Janelle's um, info will be in the show notes, website, social handles. So get in touch with her. She's awesome. If you need it, have any questions about what's going to happen with your mortgage or you want to try to buy a new house, she's your, she's your person. So yeah. thank you again. And we will see you, or I always say we will see you on the next episode, but we won't. You'll hear us on the next episode of Ladies Who Launch. Have a good day. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.